Hey, Abby. Hey there. Hey, Brooke. Yo, Lila's acting crazy. Waiting for Devana. Hey, Sunday. Hey, Flo. I'm waiting for Devana. What? Oh, she's unable to join. Give me just a second. Everybody be patient. Hey, everyone. Savannah, I just added you. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, finally. We can finally work. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. So there's new features on IG Live where you can, like, add a title. And every time mm -hmm. I was trying to do that, it wasn't working. So it sounds like they still need to work out some kinks. Hey, everybody. Hey, hey everybody. How are you doing today? Girl, it's it's been an eventful day. My son just got his first haircut. So oh, I see. You know. That was so cute. <laughs> yes. I'm here for the ha haircuts. You know, your son got his first haircut, but some people haven't got their haircuts yet since before Corona. So <laughs> kudos to your son, girl. Kudos to your son. Um, my old boss is in here too. One of one of um my former bosses from AT&T is in here too. So, hey, Wade. Cole <laughs> said I need to get my hair cut, man. <laughs> yeah, you do need to get your hair cut. It's, <laughs> stuff is opening up in June. You ain't had no haircut since March. I don't know. He's flows, it, flows from New York, so I don't know if they stuff is open up yet. You know, New York's Ooh. a different, yeah. They yeah that's different a different beach. That's right. That's right. Hey, Christina. So I will go ahead and get started. Sorry if you all were trying try to tune in earlier. Again, I think they're like expanding IG Live on Instagram. So they're like working out some kinks. But thank you for those who have been here before on Financial Flex. Welcome if this is your first time. So this is actually episode five for me for Financial Flex, which really gives entrepreneurs, business owners, careerists, opportunity just to kind of flex a little bit talk about your success as it relates to finance and maybe your career, hoping to inspire some of the people in the audience. So if you all do have questions, remember to just click the, hey, Erica, the little question mark um, at the very bottom, and then we'll answer those questions towards the end. And the discussion today is going to be how to make money in the tech industry. Mm -hmm. Now, for those of you who don't know, 
Devon and I attended the University of Kentucky together, and we're both sore well, okay. members. Yes. Uh, and we Alpha got Kappa started Alpha. at 608. <laughs> yes, yes. Alpha Kappa Alpha uh, sorority. And then I also follow you on LinkedIn and noticed that you were in the tech industry. And I'm going to be honest and say I'm very, very novice to what the tech industry looks like, what a career in tech looks like. I know enough to know that it's very broad. It can look like a number of things, right? You have mm -hmm. product integration, you have artificial intelligence, which is what I'm probably most familiar with because I, I work in healthcare and those type of conversations come up a lot. Mm -hmm. um, there's tech support, there's sales, all kind of things. So we'll talk a little bit about that today, but I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself, flex a little bit, tell us who you are, where you're from, what's your career, all those good things. Yes, so um, again, my name is Devonna Lee. And I have been in the tech industry oh, since 2013. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of fell into it and um, God kind of just have got, has guided me deeper and deeper into the uh, tech industry. I thought I wanted to become a lawyer and um, took some time in between, um, you know, undergrad and trying to figure out life and then um, kind of fell into it. So mm -hmm. Um, I've been doing it for a long time, um, and <clears throat> I have been very successful at it, at sales. Um, definitely did not see my career being in sales, but, um, you know, starting off from um, from the bottom and building my way up in sales, I've just kind of found my niche in it, and I really, mm -hmm. really like it. Um, <clears throat> yes, definitely flow. I definitely fell into the right industry. For sure. I've, um, to toot my own horn. I've been very successful at sales. I've been also one of the top um, sales reps, no matter what team I'm on, what I'm selling. Yes. So, um, you I know, I it's something that came very natural for me. Um, and just, you know, mentorships and along the way and getting serious about it. Um, I've been able to curtail some of my um, some of my experiences and just basically you know grow myself trim the leaves on you know my youth and immaturity and just kind of growing through yeah. my own um, career so and here we are now and now I've been able to work for um, as far as like the top five um, the top five tech companies um, in the world. I've been able to work for Apple at this point. Um, and I've been able to interview, have the um, luxury of interviewing for Google and Amazon. Yes. Um, so um, for a really great um, role. So pretty proud of myself at this. Um, I'm just a tender age of 27 and I've made it this far. So I can only imagine where else we're gonna go from here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's amazing. It, your resume sounds full. It sounds very stacked. I'm here for it. So yeah. it's it's interesting that you talk about your resume and your accolades and things like that. And just being a Black woman in tech as a whole is very, mm -hmm. very interesting when you think about the stats related to that. So things that I've read is that when you think about tech as a woman, it makes up 25%. But even an even smaller percentage is Black women, 3% of that make up Black women that actually working in, into the tech field. So it's mm -hmm. amazing that you're having those opportunities, having a seat at the table when it comes to Dell, 
Apple and Google and things like that. So I think you're mm -hmm. a great representation for women. And though this conversation is not really going to be geared towards, I would say, race per se, and we'll talk a lot about technology. I personally just want to take the moment just to send positive energy to anyone that's been impacted um, the last few weeks who have contributed to you know, social uh, and racial justice, when we think Amen. about the, the, the deaths with uh, George Floyd and things like that. So I'm sending positive energy to everyone right now. I don't know about you, but this has been a very mentally exhausting week. I was just excited to get on this live to really talk about yeah. something, um, just talk about other people's career, financial flex and things I'm excited about. But again, I'm sending everyone positive vibes and positive energy right now. Because I just know, even as a Black person in the workspace, it's been very, very exhausting. Um, yes. And, um, it was since 2016. <laughs> very, very, very exhausting. So yeah. um, when you think about working for a large co corporation and just different events like this occurring, um, I'm hoping good things come from this. I'm hoping the right conversations occur. I hope that they see how valuable um, Black people are to their companies, especially Black women. I think they have a space in tech, I think that they're very innovative. So it makes uh, makes sense for them to be in the tech industry. So just sending positive vibes to everyone. So I first want to talk about technology as a whole and just the future of technology. Because I think anyone would be naive to think that, you know, tech, the tech industry, computers, internet, any of those things would, yeah, Erica says so exhausting, would be going away <laughs> anytime soon. So anybody that's interested in maybe pivoting to a different career, tech industry might be for you. And again, like I mentioned before, I think there's a lot of different options to find a role that actually fits your skill set within tech. But again, I think tech's definitely growing. I think we've seen that Zoom shares have completely increased. They went from like 200 million users to 300 million users in like a short amount of days. I've been using Zoom a little bit more. So I just wanted to say that to highlight that tech is the future. So what are your thoughts about that, the tech industry? and it growing um, opportunities within tech for women and how to navigate that space. Yeah, absolutely. So just to share just a couple stats with you guys that I don't know if you guys know this, but, you know, in technology, 12.1 um, million um, employment options are there in the tech industry. So there's space for us. Um, of course, you know that it's 346 million um, Americans in the U.S. So really to have 12 million of that being in, in technology, mm -hmm. there's opportunities there. Um, and then, you know, <clears throat> it's also representing like 10% of our economy as well, um, bringing in $1.9 trillion per year. Um, so the industry is large. So, you know, we're coming slowly but surely off the cuffs of COVID. Um, and how has, how has that been impacting different industries and businesses and stuff like that? Although I've personally been um, impacted um, of course, all of us have in some way, form, shape or form. However, you're safe to say that in your industry, in the industry like technology, you're going to for sure be able to find a job. So you may yeah. be furloughed, you may get a um, pay cut or something like that during a situation like this. But if you're not happy, you got plenty of options to um, go other places. Once you're in, you're pretty much in and mm -hmm. you can kind of navigate where you want to go and just 
what company you want to work for and what you want to do next. Um, right. So it's a great place to be. It's doing nothing but growing. This whole situation with coronavirus has shown us that we need technology. Um, you know, when this first happened um, and, you know, things started to close down in the U.S., I remember sitting on the phone telling my boss, like, I've been talking to companies, large corporations, all this time, telling them, get ready, get ready, mm -hmm. because I focus on end user computing. And so I'm like, get, you need to be ready for different types of situation. Of course, I didn't know that something like this pandemic can happen in my lifetime. But their, you know, workforce readiness needed to completely be amplified. Yeah. And so now that this has happened, I'm like, see, yeah, I should have been listening to me. <laughs> no, that's real. I think it's, I think the, com I think the companies that will survive are, so that are surviving um, Corona implemented some aspect of technology into, mm -hmm. so that they can meet the needs of their consumers. Right. So, right. and I think, I think when you're not incorporating some aspect of technology, as a business right now, you're going. I, I, I would. I think you're going to fail, right? So yeah. whatever that looks like. So whatever technology component that looks like, whether it's some type of marketing piece, video production, anything like that, those are things yeah. that companies need. And we're we have these generations where they relate mostly to technology, utilizing these devices. So I think any company not putting technology or putting a budget aside for technology advancements is just not is just not a smart decision to do. Um, I think I recently read earlier today about um, I think it was a plant or a manufacturing industry that let off, let off a group of people because they now have technology to do the jobs that those people people uh, were doing. So that's the reality of it that computers are becoming smarter where they feel the need that that people may not uh, need to fill in the gaps for their companies. So right. I think it's important for people to obviously be tech savvy, right? Computers are not going anywhere. Pretty much every business you go to, every industry, they they use some form of technology in computers. So it's important for people to be to have those skill sets. Do you know what would you say would be other skill sets that people should probably be be aware of, um, or should they should learn more about when working in the tech industry? So say someone wanted to pivot to to work in the a tech the tech industry. What skill sets are most important in your opinion? I'm gonna say this the tech industry is so vast. So a lot of yeah. times, like I'm, I'm very um, in depth with the hashtag black tech Twitter. That's my niche. I love it. However, a lot of people, um, a part of black tech, um, they think, oh, you have to become an engineer. So I'm mm -hmm. essentially doing a complete 180 in my career um, and having to get a degree in this, that, and the other, and go through some type of training and all of this stuff. And I'm like, that's not the only portion. A lot of your skills that you already have are completely transferable. So like, if you're in HR, you could be an HR and technology. That's a good um, point. That's a good point. Yes. Um, project management is huge. Mm -hmm. All they look for is you to have a PMP. I know a lot of people that got their PMP, a lot of um, people that are having transferable skills in completely different industries, getting their PMP and then coming over into technology, um, to a technology company. Um, you know, but I focus uh, specifically in sales, of course, um, I touch every, a little bit of everything that could be product development, um, 
and you can have a skill set and product development in any type of industry. But you're, if you're good at developing what a customer needs and you understand how to market the why and how to articulate that to the engineers, that's what you need to do. Because essentially yeah. in technology, every single department completely works together. And we we have to work together to build a bigger beast, which is to be able to sell a particular product, develop a particular product, and to make sustain a particular product so customers are continuously wanting to purchase the product and word of mouth, et cetera, et cetera. That's how you build a business in general. So everybody, I personally think that everybody in this world, whatever whatever you do, it could be even in a, um, you could be working in a warehouse you can transfer those skills back into technology. You could be working at a warehouse in technology and kind of grow your point. career from there. So the options are limitless. A lot of times people get scared when they hear they're like, I could barely work my iPhone. I'm like, yeah, but you're working it. <laughs> you're doing it, right. Yeah, and you're everything doing can be, and it's a lot of skills that can be taught too, right? Right, right. So exactly. I think someone says soft skills and understanding the business as a whole to bridge the gap. That's an important, Absolutely. that's important. Absolutely. And then, so based on what you said, I think we need to step back a few steps because I think most people, or maybe it's just me, when you think about someone working in the tech industry, you're assuming that these are the people that's built it, they're building computers, they mm -hmm. can do it in their sleep, they're coders, that's all they can do. But based on what you said, if you have an interest in tech, it can look like a number of different things, whether it's HR, yes. whether it's project management. Um, ideally, I'm sure it would probably be for a tech company and um, those skills could be a number of things. So I'm learning something here too, but it does sound like because there is growth within tech and if you wanna be within human resources, it may, it may make sense to work for a tech company when you, th when you think about job security. So that's definitely a good point. So no, you can go ahead. I, I will even say, I think it's really important because as I've grown through my career in tech, I always focus on, you know, Personally, we should always be focused on what's your passion. Mm -hmm. um, and my passion has been diversity and inclusion. Yeah. And um, of course, you know, we have to talk about it. You know, it's something that, especially in the tech industry, we have to address it because you're going to see when, you, if you are interested in going into tech, you're going to see that it's not easy to get in to break that barrier um, and get in. Um, but at the same time, companies understand that they need to um, grow within their diversity and inclusion mm -hmm. um, and their employment and stuff like that. So it can reflect the US population because like you said earlier, um, you know, the largest companies like Microsoft, Google, Facebook, um, Uber, their diversity of their employers are very, very low. Like we're talking th one to 5% on, on a good scale. Mm -hmm. Whereas really your workforce should really reflect um, the diversity of the nation. So mm -hmm. it should really be about like 13 to 17%. And so, you know, due to that, companies are making a big stride and trying to make a big stride and hiring more diversity hires and stuff like that. But they know that there's research that has proven that 
having more have more um, women, more black men, more black women, mm -hmm. it increases your value on the on the back end, um, on the front end. I'm sorry, because just to have a diverse ideas um, ideal set and yeah. having different cultures bring um, bring something new to your company is going to add more value to your company. And what's that going to do? Make more revenue. And so for me, if I was a CEO, I want to make more revenue. Okay, exactly. so I want to add a more diverse mindset instead of just what it is right now, which is technically consider a white boys club. And mm -hmm. so you we have to break that up and not let that hold us back um, from breaking into that because there's yeah. space for us for you sure. You made a great point. Yeah, you definitely made a great point. There's statistics show that the more diverse your workforce is, um, the better are the more revenue that will come to that organization. Um, so why do you think that, well, one, before I say that, you made a point about diversity. I think it's important for, if you work for a company, please know how they are defining diversity because the assumption is that if you have a diverse executive team, a diverse group of people, that there may be more people of color, but that definition is probably including other things too. So my recommendation for people um, is to know how your company defines diversity because it might mm -hmm. not be what you think and yes. it may, it need, your executive team, your boards, they all need to be a, a good reflection of the diversity. Everything needs to align. But if you're working for that organization, you better make sure you agree with that definition that they have. So I'll just say yeah. that there. But for you, why do you feel like you don't see a lot of Black people working in the tech industry? I would say um, for sure imposter syndrome and a little bit of the fact that, you know, <laughs> Yes, yes. Diverse companies do do better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I would say if we're going to be a thousand percent honest here, and I really like to be honest um, across the board, many marginalized groups grow up um, and are socialized and educated in subtle ways that they are to doubt themselves in certain um, certain industries or they have a particular um, glass ceiling that they can, oh, I can only do this, I can only do that. And that's a, that develops into a form of imposter syndrome when you get to be grown and you're like looking for jobs or looking for industries that you may think that you might be interested in. You're like, oh, well, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And that's why I always encourage, um, especially um, Black people, because I want to see more of us. Mm -hmm. um, but... I, I encourage all black people you are special you are smart you can do this you mm -hmm. can get into this industry i've met some other people that have been able to skyrocket and soar and they know half of what i do half and we're in the same role and they can just get a promotion like that and they know mm -hmm. half of what i do they apply themselves um less than what i do and it's always because um, their network and so they always say your network is your net worth and then um, also it's just the way of the game and so sometimes you have to get out of your you have to move outside of your comfort zone and reposition yourself on where you really want to be you see yourself there manifest it and you're going to get there and so now you become relentless on how you get to where you want to be and and so I don't let things that people tell you, you can't do that. 
Okay. Tell me I can't do something so then now I, I can prove it because I'm competitive. Prove you wrong. Yeah. I want to prove you wrong every single time. So that's that's personally what I like to see. Um, and I feel like a lot of times we don't, um, us as Black people, we don't get that speech from somebody. We don't get that um, rallying you up and pumping you up for that. And so now you just kind of fall back and be like, okay, well, I'm going to let me just see what, I'm going to cast my um, net out there and see what comes to me. But you have to be aggressive about it and be intentional about everything that you do. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned imposter syndrome because first of all, it's real. Um, yes. A lot of people are faced with it. And honestly, when people, people that I work in tech, I hear them speak about it the most about imposter mm -hmm. Syndrome, Cortland said, preach, you have to be your biggest fan and you will figure out regardless. And I think, yeah. and I think that's really the key. You really have to have that conversation with yourself. It's just like, I know I'm valuable. I know what I bring to the table. I know I'm supposed to be here. And I think a lot of times we get in these spaces where we see a lot of people that don't look like us. And then we constantly mm -hmm. like compare ourselves, compare our skill sets. But I think it's important to have conversations, one with people that look like you, but also just know you're worth yourself and kind of do that work. Um, and also, to, so you don't have a community, uh, I'm sorry, a computer science degree, correct? No, no. I okay. went to school for business communications, girl. Yes. I now I was just making sure at the last minute, too, because I was I was originally a history major with a um, African-American studies minor planning on going to law school. And then last minute, I was like getting to my 400 level classes in history. And I was like, I hate this so, no I'm right there with I you I was like I switched it to like bizcom and I was like I'll just take another year of latin and um a year of latin and because I studied that in high school and I was mm -hmm. like I'll just be out and be done because I'm like I cannot no I don't love <laughs> you and I mean that's I appreciate you for keeping it real because I I thought I was going to go the pre-med route and I changed um, my major at the last minute but it was the best decision it was the best decision that I could have made and ended up in healthcare administration so right. sometimes you know you plan your life to go a certain way and it doesn't go like that and it ends up being the best decision that you could have ch uh, chosen for yourself so I think people but again like you mentioned before I think a lot of people and probably mostly I would say black people probably think that if you want to if you want to go into tech you have to have this community uh, this computer science degree you have to have some type of engineering mm -hmm. degree um, but even research that I've learned that even people that want to be coders you may not go through a program a lot of people are going to YouTube University to figure out how to navigate these spaces. So would you recommend that? Have you come across people within your work, workspace who may not have a computer science degree? Absolutely. I mean, literally, um, for instance, every company that I've worked for, the degrees literally range. And somebody can have their JD and end up working in tech sales because yep. we make more money and it's just mm -hmm. an easier lifestyle, you know? Um, and then you can have somebody with their MBA. Um, I know plenty of people with their MBA, um, not really using it, but you know, Hey, whatever people with, uh, with their bachelors, without their bachelors, um, it, it varies. Everybody has something different. I've known people that had an art degree. I knew a coworker of mine that literally went to school to be a librarian <laughs> so oh, it literally God. is vast that's why I tell people there's a space for you here for sure <laughs> well good well good so I hope people don't feel like they have to have um that com computer science degree 
tech, tech looks like a different thing, a lot of different things. So do you have any yeah. recommendations in regards to like mentorships, any type of groups? So say someone wanted to change their career to tech, I'll learn more about tech. Do you have any recommendations um, on how they can get a mentor in that space or maybe some type of group? I would say, I would say this, you have to crawl before you walk. So the most important thing, like I said before, is to be intentional about what you do. It's so many things that you can get into. So you need to understand what exactly you want to do. So first, if you have, if you have a desire to be a coder, there's trainings for that, that you can invest in yourself. Um, that's a lot cheaper than going back to college and completely getting a degree into it. Um, and, and I support people going to college now, but I'm just saying like, there's trainings for you to do that instead of you feeling like you have to go back to school to do um, and invest into another degree. Um, so there's trainings, there's uh, webinars, um, sometimes offer for free. Sometimes you have to pay for it. Of course, you need to invest in yourself if you're serious about it. Um, YouTube University is amazing because a lot of times um, major companies um, or if somebody, if you're looking for it, somebody else has. Yeah. I always think that. Um, so you could literally get on YouTube. Um, a lot of my colleagues, we get on, we don't know every single thing of the cloud softwares that we're selling. And so we get on YouTube and we watch endless YouTube videos on just this particular cloud software. And there's so many different people that are teaching different ways of um, of this particular software, or this particular hardware, how it works, just starting from the basics. So you want to start from the basics, understand what you want. Um, and then as far as mentorship, um, LinkedIn is your best friend and you do not need to be afraid of reaching out um, to people. You're not going to get anywhere if you are afraid to reach out to people. You have to um, be, of course, intentional about what you're reaching out about. You can't just ask somebody for um, a mentor. Great point to my fiance up in the house. Um, business <laughs> development is a great um, is a great um, industry. Getting good entry point to the industry as well. Um, and as far as sales, business development is a great entry into the industry. Um, but yeah, like once you get into what you want to do you will start to develop mentors along the way. And mentors don't have to be somebody where, oh, okay, for me personally, my goal is to become a VP of sales. Well, I don't have to have just a mentor that is in v uh, VP of sales. That's I can also have a mentor that's my coworker, mm -hmm. like that's been doing it for a long time or just been in the industry for a long time. I may look at their LinkedIn and go through it and see like, wow, you've worked for this company, that company, or you've worked for the same company and been in multiple different uh, departments. That is a person with a wealth of knowledge that you should not ever discount. You never know who you're talking to and exactly. how long they've been into it and they can really help you. So mentorship comes in different shapes and forms um, and in the industry, but don't limit yourself just to somebody's title. Oh, that's a good point. That's an excellent point. Also, um, in addition to that, I would agree that use LinkedIn. A lot of times when you slide into someone's uh, DMs on LinkedIn, they're actually excited about becoming someone's mentor. A lot of mm -hmm. people get excited about telling their story. Um, so 
just know who you're getting, who you're sending your message to. Do your a little bit of background information, uh, background research. If you've never met that person before, but you want to form a relation, I'll just say do that first. Um, but a lot of people do get excited about telling their story, talking about their journey, um, and they would love to be someone's mentor. So I've gotten that feedback before for someone in the human resources space. So I appreciate you sharing that. So now that we talked about the future of technology, we know technology is not going anywhere. It's an excellent mm -hmm. industry for people to excel. We talked a little bit about where people can um, enhance their skill sets if they're interested in pivoting to the tech industry. Let's talk about the money. Because I know, mm. I think I've always known. That's even, my favorite part. <laughs> even <if> you, <laughs> yes, about the money, because bills have to be paid, right? Yeah. Um, and I know you live an expensive lifestyle. Okay, I've seen the, I've seen the fashions. <laughs> I've seen the fashions. So I don't know if everyone knows that, but make sure you follow uh, Devonna Lee on her Instagram page, and you'll see. Um, but yeah, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about the money though, because even I think if anyone does like a quick Google search of like the top paying industries or the top paying um, roles, things ar around technology will definitely come up. It's usually at the top of the list and most median, sa median salaries from a high level for the tech industry is usually a six figure salary. So I, I think we have to have a conversation about it. So um <laughs> So my my old boss it. is in here laughing at me because he knows that I've always been about the money. <laughs> yes, yes. So that, there's no lies there. So yeah. if you agree that the tech industry has money, if you've heard that they have really nice salaries, be sure to put a comment below because I research shows that, you know, the, the median salary is around six figures. So feel free to share about what the money may look like. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm sure it's going to be based on someone's experience, what the role looks like and things like that. But initially, when you started in the tech industry, did you go in there knowing that there would be a, lot, a large opportunity to make a lot of money within that industry? So this is a really cool story. And I'm really happy to see Art in here in my former uh, manager way because they're kind of connected in this story. So um, I started off working at the Apple store in Lexington, Kentucky, mm -hmm. you know, in college. And Art, um, a friend of mine, he worked at um, AT&T and he asked me how much I was getting paid. And at that time, I was only getting paid $13 an hour. I was struggling. I was only part time at that. Mm -hmm. um, and I was broke. I loved what I did and I was good at what I did, but I was broke. Mm -hmm. um, and Art, he um, actually got me a job at AT&T and I didn't even know it until a few years after I had already started nice. the job. Shout out to Art. <laughs> yes. When I went to go visit him in Atlanta, but yes. So um, he got me a job at AT&T and Wade was my manager at AT&T. And um, from that time, pretty much my salary, my income triple, I didn't make less than $60,000 from there. So I went from like $13 an hour part time to like 60 grand working in retail at that, right? Wow, that's awesome. So that's a, to me, that was a great salary. I think I was only like 22 or 23 at that point. Mm -hmm. Um so really great salary. While I was working at AT&T, I remember it was an iPhone launch day. It was one of our first iPhone launch days at that particular store um, that um, me and our, our particular team 
um, helped pioneer open this store because it was modeled kind of after uh, Apple retail. Mm -hmm. And so the first um, iPhone launch that we had that year, I saw this guy pull up in this white Audi and it was an Audi A4, I'll never forget. <laughs> and he had on this suit, <clears throat> he had on this suit that was tailored to the max and he had this, you know, yes. <laughs> he had this like little man bun and I'm looking like, he is sales, but what do he sell though? Like, and I was so intrigued because he was just swagged out. Like, yes. I was just like, I want that. And so I remember I got him as my customer and, you know, we did the whole transaction and everything. And I asked him what he did because at that time at AT&T, um, I wanted to become a business uh, sales rep. So basically only focusing on the business lines. Um, and <clears throat> I remember asking him, what do you do for a living? Because you have to ask that question um, because they may own a business. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, oh, I'm in software sales. At that time, I never knew what software sales was. I was like, what the hell is that, right? So I was like, oh, okay, you're in software sales. So I, add, I added him on LinkedIn. And he, I remember him saying, like, well, your skills are – I was like, how does one get into that? And he was like, well, your skills are kind of transferable to it. He was like, I work with end-user computing, and that kind of focuses on kind of what you're doing right now, like mobile. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. But he never told me the name of the company that he worked for. So um, <clears throat> I remember – um, seeing him the next year. Actually, I didn't get his LinkedIn that year. Let me back up. I'm sorry. So I remember he came in the following year for our iPhone launch. And I remember his name. His name is Jonathan Marshall. And I said, hey, Jonathan. And I remember his name off of meeting this man one time a whole yes. year ago. That's, that's part of people remember that. You remember that. You have to remember who you're talking to, right? And so, and I remember looking up, Googling software sales. How does somebody get into that? What do I do to get into that? I started seeing the numbers that you can make. I said, baby, I want to do that, okay? So I asked him, I said, hey, Jonathan, I got him again as a customer. And I was like, what company do you work for? Let me add you on LinkedIn. And he told me he worked for a company named VMware. And I said, okay, I'm going to work at that company. What ways can I get to working at that company? I was living in Nashville at that time. And um, <clears throat> we was living in Nashville at the time. He said that VMware, he was like, hey, you should probably look up. V um, Dell was about to acquire a company called EMC. <clears throat> and VMware, EMC owned 80% um, of the shares of VMware. And oh. so I said, oh, okay, there's a Dell location in Nashville. It's only in OKC, Texas, Round Rock, Texas, and in Nashville. Boom. Okay. Wow. All right. Great. So I applied to Dell, and I remember telling my former boss, wait, like, I'm applying to Dell, and I remember us talking about it in his office, and he was like, it's hard to get a job at Dell. I mean, it's hard to kind of get a job over there it takes a while whatever and I was like I know I know but I'm a fine and so I left AT&T in March of 2016 and um, I went to another company I thought it was going to be like some great you know big sales company it was like a digital marketing um, company and I kind of got scammed out of that job but you know hey you kind of go through your peaks and valleys yeah and so <laughs> you live mm -hmm. you learn so in that time I was applying to different jobs and by June 20th, I started at Dell. Yeah. And um, 
and 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 I got in there and I was selling uh, professional services and um, I'll tell you guys this other tidbit. Uh, that's why I truly believe that God is amazing and when you're intentional and He always has a plan. Where my desk sat um, with my team and services sat on the other side. VMware ended up moving sitting what? on that other side, the VMware team. And so I networked with the VMware team. I bugged the hell out of them. And I said, teach me the software, teach me the software. Because I was selling a whole different software. I, I mean, a whole different, you know, platform that I didn't want to sell. And professional mm -hmm. services is amazing, by the way. But I was not selling VMware. I wanted to sell VMware. And I wanted to learn this shit. And I, you know, got on YouTube and I would figure it out. And I got certified in VMware. And so yes. then I was going after VMware jobs. And then I was able to start selling VMware 2000. I got a job offer to sell VMware for Dell in 2019. <laughs> so, yeah, that and I did it. I sold services for three years. I literally... I sat with every single department inside of Dell. That's Dell Financial Services. So if you have a financial background and you want to sell finance um, for in technology, there's a space for you, boo. Girl, if you want to okay. sell let me, services, let me come over to tech there's a space for you. Yes. <laughs> Healthcare. There's like literally I'm about to interview for a particular role at a tech company that is in healthcare and life sciences. Healthcare, there's a space for you. So, and, and I, and if you want to sell hardware, there's a space for you. No matter how technical we talking, uh, laptops are all the way to servers and networkings and switches. Whatever you want to do, it's a space for you. But you have to be intentional and hit up people and be like, "Hey, I want to learn about what you do. You know what people like talking about? What they do." People and like talking about themselves. I, I tell people that yes. all the time. They like to talk about themselves. So ask yes. them questions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that's where, that's kind of where I got into it. And, and so in that story, I hope you guys, you know, kind of understand, you don't, you can start from one space and transition into another. It's just about being intentional on what you want to do. Yes, there's two things I took from that story. One is you went from making $13 an hour to 60000 an hour. <laughs> I mean, oh, 60, yeah, yeah, 60000 yeah. a year, your salary, salary. Yeah, and so now, now <laughs> I, I forgot to touch on that now in the space of what I do. The, like, basically um, everything that I'm interviewing for, the salary ranges are between 130 and 150K plus commission. So on target, you should be making 275 to $300,000 a year. That, can you repeat that for the audience? Yeah. In case, in case your Wi-Fi wasn't working and you didn't hear her, we're talking yeah. about six figures. Just repeat that for them just one more time. Yes. So, yes. so if you are in the tech industry, once you, you know, kind of grow within your career, of course, take your time. You're not, you got to crawl before you walk. Remember this, all right? Air horns, what I'm about to say, the, inter the, the things that I'm interviewing for right now are between a $130,000 to $150,000 base salary plus commission so you're on average attaining between 275 to three three hundred thousand and dependent on the companies that you're working for like if i got blessed enough for the opportunity to work for like at a company like um you know microsoft for instance they have stock um, benefits amazon um, they offer stock as well uh, when i interviewed for them they're um the way that they ration out your income every month uh i mean 
every year and everything. You get stock um, buy-ins and everything That's like awesome. that too. So this this is the industry where you want money. That's why I'm like, why, why would I go back to school to do what? Aaron said, Aaron said, <laughs> if, if, secure the bag was, <laughs> if secure the bag was a person, yes. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm here for it. So yeah. that's amazing. That is awesome. Again, like yeah. we said, we, we know that the tech industry isn't going anywhere, right? I think it's right. important for people to know that they educate yourself. And it sounds like that's where the bag is too. So if you're considering going to a, a, another industry, tech sounds like it might be the place to be. Um, I would recommend people research and just look on LinkedIn, possible positions and how that aligns with your current skill set. And then also, um, man, if you want it manifest, manifest it into your life like Devana did. Mm -hmm. She said she was going to work with this company and she did it in a short amount of time, which is amazing. And we appreciate you being transparent and saying that story. Are there any other recommendations you have for people that might want to get into that industry? Um, any recommendations as it relates to maybe books, podcasts, um, any interviews you may recommend someone um, to take a look at so they can learn more about tech, tech leadership, or yeah. people working in tech? Um, <clears throat> so I would definitely say this. Tech is an amazing industry no matter what department, um, that you're going to go into. It has really great benefits. Um, a lot of technicians have really great benefits. I love the fact that tech, not, um, tech companies kind of run like a college campus. And I don't think a lot of people know that. Like we have, like when I worked for Dell, we had a diversity and inclusion. Um, thanks, Krishan, shouting it out. That's my boy. We used to work together at Dell, um, but that's one of my homeboys. He he got the bag too. Don't let Grishan yeah. fool you. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us about the bag. But he's not like uh, the tech industry is driving the stock market right now. Tech will continue uh -huh. to grow. I agree. If you're looking Absolutely. for a stock to invest in, look at those tech stocks. You have Microsoft. You have Zoom. You have Google. You have all of those things. That is where you your money should go. Fast. Absolutely. Um, and so you know the. The benefits are amazing. Yes, you're going to have your hard uh, moments, but they're freaking amazing. So some of the books, um, oh, what I was going to say was at when I worked at Dell, um, we had a, um, yes, with we had different, we had different groups, like kind of like when you're in college, you have like different clubs and stuff like that. And we had um, different groups. Um, where one of them was called um, BNA, and I was a part of BNA, um, the retention team at BNA, and um, it was the Black Networking Alliance um, at Dell. So a lot of companies have that. VMware um, has, um, you know, Black at VMware. I have my little uh, Black at VMware pin right here. Uh, yes. So. Yes, yeah, so being a part of Black at VMware, that's how you also get mentors, network with other people, um, because it ranges. You never know who is a senior, being in senior leadership, um, and can kind of help you um, guide your way through. Um, as far as books, um, my my top favorite books are um, Stories That Stick by Kendra Hall. Um, how storytelling can captivate uh, customers and influence influence audiences and transform your business. Um, you know, she talks about, you know, having the purpose story, the customer story, the founder story, the value story to convince customers what they need. That's important um, for sure. Um, Brotopia, breaking up um, the boys club in Silicon Valley. 
is a really great book, Business Strategy, A Guide to Effective um, Decision Making, because when you are in um, tech sales, your <clears throat> your account set is your business, and you need mm -hmm. to be thinking like a, a business owner, because you own these accounts. Um, you have to think like that. You're talking to major corporations. I closed, you know, a half a million dollar deal um, with Spirit Airlines. You know what I mean? I can't talk, go in there talking like, um, hey, bro, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. hey, you want to talk about cloud? You want to talk about cloud? No, you have to understand <laughs> their business. Yeah. You have to understand the the micro of it and the macro i'm a huge economics person i just love it so there there's that um a book called good to great start with why and of course uh zig ziglar if you're in sales you know who zig ziglar is uh secrets of closing the sale and then lastly my favorite book with i always keep in my car is how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie yes that's a that's a no-brainer. You need yes. that in your life, regardless of whatever industry that you're in, because I you agree. just need to know how to speak to people and kind of acquire a great network and align yourself with the right people. Um, and then lastly, the podcast that I love to listen to. I'm a huge podcast fanatic. I always have been since 2012. I've been into podcasts before it was like a big thing. So uh, the Ziegler Show... Conversations with women in sales, um, Make It Happen Mondays um, are amazing. Um, Tech-ish, big shout out to Tech-ish, Black and Tech, you want to stay on anything, um, Tech-ish is the podcast to be, they do a fantastic job uh, representing us as Black people in the tech industry and kind of keeping you aloof of um, different things that are going on in the industry and different ways of kind of maneuvering through the industry as well. Um, and then I will have another um, good one too. Tech News uh, Brief by Wall Street Journal. And then lastly, Trill MBA show, the career management podcast for black women. I actually spoke to this woman, reached out to her and spoke to this woman before because she had an episode um, about basically what happened, what you should do when a particular white person at your job comes for you super hard and you just want to like fire off an email, you know, and be like, no, you know, and stuff <laughs> like that, how to reel it back in. And yes, actually, I was going through something um, very similar to that at that time. I reached out to her and she had a free one hour session um, coaching with me and <clears throat> it was game changing. And so I, like that lady, Felicia is amazing. She's in Dallas. She's amazing. She even told me, girl, you don't need to go back to school and get your MBA. And she has an MBA. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. She told me to go to the National Black MBA Conference. And I went to that last year. Awesome. I was able to network with some amazing people. I don't have no MBA, but I was there. Yeah, and I'm um, here for it. Yes. <laughs> if you got a network. Don't let certain things stop you from getting to where you want to get to. If you really want to get there, yeah. MBA may not be the route for you. Don't let someone tell you that you can't sit at the table and you can't walk through those doors. I'm just going to say that. Man. I'm reading some of the comments. Love the book recommendation. Thank you. Christina said she's going to read that one. 
Someone, yeah. Jeff said self-study and certifications can also help you get your foot in the Absolutely. Door. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. And there are a lot of, what's her last name? What's, what is Felicia's um, last name, if you remember? I forget Felicia's last name, but the show that she does is called Trill MBA Show. Um, that's the podcast, T-R-I-L-L-M-B-A uh, Show, the Career Management Podcast for Black Women. And if you all didn't catch her books or her podcast, I'll post them after this live yeah. just so you all can have that because that's probably it was a lot to write. If you, We have about yeah. five minutes left. If you all have questions, click the question box and then we'll answer a few of those questions. But Devana, thank you for letting us know how we can make money in the tech industry. Like we've yes. already stated, it's a lot. It's a lot of ways to make money in the tech industry, and you don't know how to. You don't have to know how to build a computer, take a computer apart. As long as you know nope. how to type and function and utilize a computer, it sounds like there's there's ways that you can be successful in that industry. So that Absolutely. is awesome. Just checking through these comments. Oh yeah, and Whitney said virtual health. We both work in healthcare, so. Yes, virtual health. Yes, I've I got... love selling to the healthcare sector. That's like one of my passions, actually. Okay, that's awesome. Thank you. Yes, I knew that her last name was African. Thank you, Flo. <laughs> you the goat. Flo's a, thanks, Flo. Flo's a real one. Yeah, yes. yes. Great discussion and information. Yes. So if Thank you, you best friend. If you all are may you may be furloughed right now, you may have lost your job during this time. After this live, go on indeed.com, go on LinkedIn.com. This glass might be, door. Glass door. This might be a sign for you. This may be a sign for you to step into the 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 tech industry. And um it sounds like Devana loves telling her story. So again, follow her at Devana Lee here on Instagram and I'm sure she'll have more posts and things in regards to tech. Thank you. I liked Heather face that you, that you made. It seemed. Hmm. I'm gonna assume how easy I made it seem. How <laughs> I don't easy. Know what Heather okay, face there you go. <laughs> Thanks, yes. Wade. Yes, it is booming. I've been. Let me tell you, baby. I'm ahead of the trends. I know. I know. Yes. I've been talking about. I wanted to get into the healthcare field, um, healthcare um, sector. And sell cloud um, in the healthcare sector, and um, I've already manifested what software is I would sell, and that's it. That's awesome. Attainable. Yes, it is attainable. Yes, yes. It, you did. You made it sound not necessarily easy, but easy. But you did make it make it seem attainable. And we appreciate your transparency and letting us yeah. know that we can get those coins in the tech industry. So I appreciate you joining me today on the fifth episode of Financial Flex. Thank you all for joining us and talking about career things and how to become um, financially savvy within your career. Um, I usually always promote like ownership and things like that and being an entrepreneur and being a business, but I recognize that everyone's not there yet. So if you're going to work for a company, make sure they're paying you. That's all I'm going to say. Make sure you are getting your coins. Make sure you're feeling worthy with the uh, company that you're working for. So I will leave it at that and stay tuned because I will post the recommendations for Devana's books as well as the podcast. And yeah, be sure to share this. It's going to go on IG Live, um, IGTV as well. Bye. Thank you, Annalisa. Thank you, Thank everybody. You. Have a good one. Talk to y'all later. Oh, I'm still here. Hey.